0: Speaking, you could remain standing if you want to go back to your seats that's completely fine I'm just gonna speak for a few more minutes for a few more moments and then I believe the Lord is going to do the miraculous not by my will but by his will Amen. now it's easy for us to say every day is Pentecostal Sunday because if you attend the sanctuary you feel God's presence and feel God's spirit Every single Sunday. Lives are changed every week. But I think it would still be in order for us to recognize the day where God unleashed His Spirit. The day that changed the world forever. The day when signs, miracles, and wonders were extended from Jesus upon the church and upon us where cancer has no precedence, where depression has no monarchy, where we are free to worship, free to walk, free to dance. But we can all recognize that we still live in a dark world. And I cannot imagine what the disciples felt Jesus was crucified. He's put in a tomb. All the miraculous happens. He disappears. Well, where did he go? And then the resurrected Savior comes. Who is that guy? Jesus, it's you. Are you about to bring your kingdom on earth? Is the Roman Empire going to fall? Or is the church going to rise up? No, I have something else for you. And then disappears. And the church marched for 50 days. Confused. Worried. In darkness. Living house to house. Literally homeless. Imagine the pain and the hurt. Has anyone experienced homelessness before? I have. It's scary. It's not fun. And then sometimes we like to give those guys a hard time. S- standing on every corner. Well, they probably just want that money for drugs and alcohol. You keep playing, Brother Hoffy. we're almost done here. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, they probably just want money to go and party. We drive by them as fast as we can. The panhandlers, whoa, they're on every corner now. It's growing. It's kind of a joke, isn't it? But we don't think about those who were domestically abused to the point where they had to run away from a spouse, or we don't think about the ones who were evicted and had no money and had no family. don't think about those who were forced out of their home due to a fire or due to some type of disaster no we're just so quick to say ah who are they but I wonder how many in this room you come into the church and you hear Holy Ghost fire and you hear about Pentecost but you have no home you're a first-time visitor that has no idea what's going on in here, but you feel something special. Or you're a long time member that went down a very dark road. And I've walked and I've sat in these pews feeling loss, feeling homelessness. God, why'd my dad have to die? God, why'd my bishop have to die? God, why did my brother turn to drugs? Why did my sister walk away from truth? Why is this happening? And we wander and we wander and I think that homelessness, we get, a, we get a sense, we get somewhat of an understanding of what the disciples were going through even though they saw the resurrected power, there was so much uncertainty. I've seen people heal to cancer. I've seen people die of cancer. It's so easy for us to get used to the concept of, oh, Pentecost Sunday. Oh, Pentecost, it's all about emotion. Oh, Pentecost, it's all about. If it wasn't for a Pentecost Sunday, I would not be here today. If it wasn't for a Pentecost Sunday, I'd be dead, I'd be in jail, I'd be on drugs. It's because of a Pentecost Sunday I look around. And I say, Blake and Elizabeth Betty and that beautiful family. I look around and I see Brother Scott who taught us how to mourn the loss. I look around and I see individuals that are so hurt and full of pain, yet they were able to walk in resurrection power. Individuals that will heal the brain tumors walk in resurrection power. We looked at a man by the name of Peter. What a poor soul. Jesus, I'll never deny you. Denies him once, denies him twice, denies him three times, and weeps bitterly. How many of us have denied him? How many of us have turned our back on him? I know I have. I've turned my back on him in my childhood, my teenage years, my young adulthood, even in ministry times that I've denied him I can relate to Peter but with the goodness and the forgiveness and the concept of what God is and what Pentecost is when we look at the most beautiful scripture I believe in Acts 2 4 and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and I love the fact that the first Pentecostal Sunday it was the Apostle Peter who preached the one who denied him the one who turned his back on him God allowed his spirit to fall on him if our praise team can come here's what we're gonna do this morning on this Pentecost Sunday the spirit is beautiful and powerful in this place this is what the gift of the Holy Ghost does speaking in other tongues you could be filled with it for the very first time. I was 15 years old when I was filled with the Holy Ghost. During the second song, Pastor, actually I went and had a cigarette. Came back in, was compelled to go to the altar, and God filled me. If you're a first-time individual, a first-time guest that would want to come up to the front and we pray for you, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost and give you supernatural power that a comic book or Hollywood entertainment could never describe. But then there was the other time where I fell into drug addiction. All the hurt and pain and depression. And that was at a, at a teen camp. I was 18 years old. I came to an altar and God refilled me with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues and God healed my body. Life took a turn for the worse. My second year in college, I came to the front of a chapel service needing help. God refilled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. What am I saying? Let me talk to the Pentecostal folk. Sometimes we get Acts 2.38 entirely wrong. We repent of our sins. We're baptized in Jesus' name. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. Yep, heaven! That's not the Acts 2.38 experience. It's not the end. It's literally, it's just the beginning. There are too many apostolics that think, oh, I already did that, no! That refilling is for you, speaking in new tongues is for you, oh, but I did drug this week, it's for you, oh, but here's the deal, the Holy Ghost is not a reward. It's not a reward, it's a promise. There's a difference. You don't get rewarded with the Holy Ghost for your good behavior. No, it's whosoever will. It's standing up and saying, I have no idea what I'm doing, God. I'm going to give my life to you. I don't know what to pray. God, empty me of everything and fill me with your Spirit. So if you've never... Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've never spoken in other tongues in your life—not children, teenagers, and adults. I want you to come over here, and I want our our our, our prayer teams to come. We have some prayer teams to come, and they're going to spread right across here. Thank you, guys. They're going to spread right across. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place I feel God's presence spread out for me if you can go as close as you can the preacher asked me as a teenager to come to the front and I was one of the only ones if you had never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost I want you to step right here if you've never been filled that's all right, sis why don't we give her a hand clap God's going to reward you this morning for your boldness. That's why you come right over here. I love it. I know it's a little awkward. So if you haven't been filled with the Spirit and you feel like you want to creep up later, that's okay. I wonder if there's any children. Do we have any little children that have been seeking the Holy Ghost for a while? Any kids? I want you to come up and be right in the middle. Any kids that need it, it's okay. You've never spoken in tongues. Why don't we give them a hand clap, my man. Good job, guys. I'd you to come right up here. Over across here right now. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's been a while since you spoke in tongues. You really need help. I want you to come up here. I want you to come up here right now. You've been battling some drugs this week, I want you to come right up. You've been battling with depression this week, I want you, that's okay. I tell you what, if I didn't have the mic, I'd be standing up here right now, thank you bro. We need some of our prayer people to just kind of stretch across, that's all right. If you haven't spoken tongues, if you need healing, upon emotional and mental health, I want you to come up here in this area. Yes, that's okay. Very good. Very good. We're gonna begin to pray. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come to the front. If you have a situation in your future and you're not quite sure what to do, I want you to come to the front. I want you to grab a hold of one of these prayer partners and we're gonna begin to pray. Some of you little babies, some of you girls, some of you little boys, I want you to come up. You know what I love about the Holy Ghost? We can fill one time, two time, three time. When my daughter was filled with the Holy Ghost, this little girl came up to me and said, Brother Paul, it's my seventh time I got the Holy Ghost. Every single time. It's Pentecost Sunday. Now I need some prayer warriors if we can stand up right now and lift up your hands. I know there's some people in the street. Maybe you need healing in your body. By faith, I want you to stand and lift up your hands. Maybe you were too afraid to come to the front to be prayed for. That's okay. I just want you to stand up and let God know. God, I'm here. And in the name of Jesus. Like a mighty rushing wind. God, right now we have to find miracles.